Awesome. All right, it's my turn to talk really briefly, and uh, I apologise to the majority of people in this room, but this talk is predominantly aimed at our CCW kids and our CCW youth. And the reason I'm aiming it at you guys is because we're talking about prayer today. And what I'm going to say today is something that I wish, I wish that when I was your age, someone had shared to me. Someone had told me all about what prayer really is, because it would have transformed my prayer life then on. There's a video series online about a guy who goes, things I wish I knew before I was 30. And he talks about things like how to juice a lemon and all these weird things. I don't know what's wrong with this guy, but he doesn't know a lot of things, right? But it's really intriguing. Man, things I wish I knew before I was in my 30s. So youth, kids, here's my impartation of things I wish I knew before I was finished with kids and youth, yeah? And we're talking about prayer, and I'm going to specifically talk to you about how to pray, right? And when we talk about how to pray, there's no better teacher than Jesus Christ, am I right? Yeah? Absolutely. So let's see what Jesus, as soon as this clicker decides to work, if not, just go to the next slide, has to say about prayer. He says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. Verse 7, when you pray, don't babble on like the, as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need before you ask Him. Pretty challenging thing from Jesus, right? Don't pray constantly over and over the same thing over and over. It doesn't mean that God's going to hear you any better. But also don't do it on the street corners or in the synagogues or in your churches or in your schools so people can see you. It's not a show, right? And here's the thing. Out of these, this piece of scripture here, I think there are three thoughts I'd love to share with you, kids and youth, about prayer that I hope will transform your prayer life. The first one is this, let's go to the next slide, is it is not a show. We see Jesus is talking to the crowd and saying they're praying in synagogues, they're on the street corners, they're making sure that when they pray, they are in spaces and places where people can see them and go, man, that person must be really holy. That, that person must be an amazing prayer, an expert prayer. I wish I was more like that person who has their prayer life all sorted out. But really, that person's doing it so people can see them. And the question comes, are they really connecting with God? Now, we can, we can assume who these people are, probably Pharisees or people like that because they're in the synagogues, but it's not the word that Jesus uses. Jesus uses the word, if we go to the next slide, hypocrite. And in the Greek, it's hypocriti. Turn to the person next to you and say hypocriti. <laughs> Don't call them that, just say the word. And hypocriti, literally the same translation Greek is used in other places to describe a performer, someone who's involved in a show, and it's someone who is counterfeit. Now, when something is counterfeit, it's not accidentally counterfeit. Something that is counterfeit is made to fool. It is made to make people think it's an original, but it is not 
and original. And this is the word that Jesus is using. He's saying when they're praying, they're putting on a show. They're performing for people. But worse than that, they are purposely leading people astray with their prayer life. They are a counterfeit to what God is actually looking for. You know, when I was in youth group, I'll tell you what my biggest fear in youth group was. And we played some crazy games when I was in youth group back in the 90s. (laughs) Now I feel old. Back in the 90s, we played some crazy games. And, you know, looking on paper, I should have feared those games. But that's not what I feared in youth group. What I feared was prayer time. Because in youth group, we had this thing called popcorn prayer. And to this day, I don't like popcorn prayer. See, popcorn prayer is where one person prays, and then the next person, and then the next person, and usually in a circle, you go around one at a time. And if we can be really honest, everybody, not just youth and kids, everybody, if you've been involved in a popcorn prayer, we all fall into this trap If instead of actually going, God, I want to speak to you, it's I need to listen to what the person before me is saying so I don't say the same thing. And when they're talking, I need to figure out in my head what I'm going to say. And as I'm figuring it out, if someone said something that I'd planned to say, oh, man, I've got to say something different now. I've got to... Because it's counterfeit. Because we're thinking, and that's what I was doing in youth group, thinking more about the things that I say, I need people to see that I can pray really well. I need people to see that I'm saying the right words. Because it was counterfeit. But prayer is one-on-one between you and God, like you've set up here today. No show, no pretense, no right or wrong sentence structures or formulas, just you and God in communion. You see, Jesus didn't teach us how to pray so we could get the formula right. Jesus wasn't telling you, this is how I want you to pray so you can look the part. Jesus was teaching you how to pray and all of us how to pray so we can actually be in communion with God. That's what Jesus cared about, is us having a relationship with the Father. Erwin McManus has this amazing quote, which is up on the slide, I think. He says, Jesus did not have value for prayer for prayer's sake. He had value for the intimate communion between God and man. It is not a show, prayer. It is not a show. It is holy communion between you and the mighty creator of the universe who knows your name. That's what prayer is all about. But there's two more things I want to quickly share with you. The next thing is, is our Father rewards prayer. That's pretty cool. And let me, let me just stop you in your tracks. When, you're think, when I think, man, Father rewards prayer, you might be like me when I was that age. The Father rewards prayer. Man, I've got a long list of things I would love. Like, give me those things. Let me just stop you right there. I can tell you now, when you pray to God and ask him to make, let Richmond win, trust me, I've tried. <laughs> okay? When you pray to God and ask for the desires that you want for your life, trust me, that doesn't always go according to plan. Yes, when we ask God for things, if they're things that align with him, he is happy to give them to you. It gives God great happiness to give you the kingdom. God wants to give you good gifts. But I think there's two gifts in particular that I think are amazing that God gives us when we pray. The first can be found in Philippians 4. We know this verse, (laughs) 6 and 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. 
His peace will guard your hearts and your minds in, as you live in Christ Jesus. Man, we talked about in ministry champions the other night, and many of us have this experience is that we pray to God because things aren't going right. We've got worry in our life. We've got anxiety in our life. We've got brokenness and pain and, and death. And we're like, God, what? Are, I am, I'm hurting right now. And God says, when you do this, when you pray to me and you give me all of your worries, all of your anxieties, all of your cares, I will in return give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace where there shouldn't be peace. A calm and a joy where there shouldn't be calm and joy. That's what God one of the rewards he wants to give to you. But I think it goes even further than that. I think there's an even better gift than God's peace. You ready? And some of you are like, better gift than God's peace? Come on, ads. Get ready for it. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, similar to Richmond winning, we love to focus on that second point. God will give me the desires of my heart. There are so many things I would love. Man, God, okay, I'm just going to delight in you and you give me that raise. You give me those friends at school that I'm really looking for. You give me those extra Roblox points. You give me those, whatever it is. God, I know all these things, these lists of things that I want, so can you please just give them to me because I'll delight myself in you. But to delight yourself in the Lord is, Lord, I want everything that is you. Everything that is you. I want what you want. I, want. I want to connect my heart to you. You are all that I desire. That's what it means to delight yourself in the Lord. And when we delight ourselves in the Lord, what's the desire of our heart? The Lord. We delight ourselves in the Lord. He gives us more of himself. More of himself. We get more of God. The God that meets our needs. The God that loves us unconditionally. The God that wants the very best for you and I. I'm 38 years old and I can promise you one thing I've learned in life is that the God of the universe who wants the very best for you and I is the very best gift you could ever have. And when you receive him, no one can take him away from you. And then the last thing I want to share with you, and this is something that we talked about in Ministry Champs the other night, is I want to teach you how to be an expert prayer. Are you guys wanting to be expert prayers? Who here wants to be an expert prayer? All right, I'd love to be an expert prayer, right? <laughs> and when we think, what is an expert prayer, how many of us actually go, well, that's me? <laughs> how many of us, when we're asked the question, what's an expert prayer? We go, Look and wonder. <laughs> because very few of us will go, you know what, yeah, uh, that's me. I'm an expert prayer. Usually what we do is we look at somebody else and we go, that person, man, I can't tell you what, that person over there, they use long words, eloquent words. They, man, they're like a walking dictionary. They just know exactly what to say. That's an expert prayer. You know what? That's awesome that they can use the words to be able to effectively talk about what they're trying to say to God. That's beautiful, but it's not an expert prayer. Maybe we look at somebody else and they go, they pray for a long time. Maybe you've been in one of those older churches where prayer goes for a very long time. And we look at that and we go, man, they just, they're just in the zone with God. And they just keep going. Half the people have left the room, but they're just going. Maybe we look at that and go, that's an expert prayer. And that's awesome that they can pray and spend that much time in prayer with the Lord. That's beautiful. But it's not an expert prayer. Maybe we look at someone and say, man, they just cover everything. They pray for our leaders, they pray for our government, they pray for our sick people, they pray for those who aren't here today, those who are having a birthday. They just seem to know everything. And again, beautiful. 
I love that, 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 that when I hear someone praying and they're just covering everything. And God's got on their heart to pray for those different things. That's amazing and wonderful. And I'm, I'm joyful when I hear that. But it's not an expert prayer. Do you want to know what an expert prayer is, church and kids and youth? One word. Authentic. Authentic. Someone who prays and is just real with God. God, I am lonely and my heart is breaking. That's an expert prayer. God, I don't know what to do next. Putting aside all this pretense, this show, this everything, and just I'm by myself with God and God, I need you. God, these are the amazing things that are happening in my life and I just wanted to tell you and share the joy with you. That's an expert prayer. Someone who, who just shares their life with God. God, thank you for that green light. Someone who just shares every step with God. That is an expert prayer. So youth, kids, anyone else who needs to hear it today, when we pray, let's be expert prayers. Let's go into those quiet spaces with God. Let our hearts connect with his heart want what he wants and be real and raw, even if it's ugly, even if it's, if it's crazy, even if it's the things that we're not really meant to say. When we're in those spaces with God, let us be totally authentic and open with the God who loves us. And then we'll experience the peace that surpasses all understanding from a God who wants to be with us. Yeah? I'm going to invite the band up, and I'm just going to pray. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for your word and that you reveal yourself to us through it. Lord, help us to be connected to you, to want the things that you want, to chase the things that you're chasing, to be totally in alignment with you, Lord. Help us to be real and authentic in our prayers to share our hearts because, God, you already know what we're going to ask before we even ask it. But you're a relational God and you want to be with us and you want to give us more of yourself. So, Lord, as we we continue this service and as we go forward in our day and weeks and months and years and future, let us be real and authentic in our prayers with you. In Jesus' beautiful name we pray. Amen.